Good to see you here this morning, kind of a pre-Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and I do pray that you eat a lot of turkey. They tell me it's good. I go for the ham, but you can have the turkey. All right. Well, I figured we'd just have a quick joke this morning. So the joke is this. Where do turkeys go to dance? The answer, the butterball. Hey, look, you know, I had to come up with a Thanksgiving. That's the best I could do. A lot of Thanksgiving jokes, you know, aren't appropriate for a Sunday morning, so you got the most appropriate one. Well, this morning we're not going to continue our study in the book of Proverbs, but in a way we are going to be talking about wisdom. Uh, it's, it is Thanksgiving season, and I always like to talk about being thankful. And by the way, wisdom is, we're going to see this morning, being thankful. Lord, I just thank you for the worship team. Appreciate, again, all of our worship teams. They're a tremendous blessing to us. And I thank you for all of our Sunday school teachers and just volunteers. It's uh, uh, truly um, just a very humbling thing for me and for the leadership of this church. And as we're here, they're over there, these Sunday school teachers. Bless them, Lord. Those are important souls over there. And Lord, as we continue to meet here, I just ask even now, Holy Spirit, that you're just going to come. You are going to manifest a spirit of thanksgiving. I just sense in some ways a heaviness, Lord God. I don't know if it's the weather, if it's the rain. But I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just come. That you would just come in a more powerful way. That you would bring joy and a spirit of thanksgiving in your house now. I ask that you would fill me from the soles of my feet to the crown of my head. And I would be able to deliver this message, Lord, because it's an important message. It's a life-giving message. And so I pray I'm able to give it the way you want me to give it, Lord. And I just thank you for what you're going to do now. And I just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Being thankful, it's not always easy, is it? But it is a command in the scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, you saw them at the end, I'll just look at them again. Be thankful, that's an imperative, it's a command. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will. For you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know, Paul gives us a very powerful truth here, believe it or not. And the truth is this. The truth is you have a choice and I have a choice to be thankful. You and I have a choice. We must make a choice to be thankful. On September 6, 1620, the Mayflower departed Plymouth, England, and it headed for America. There you see a picture. There were approximately 130 people on board. This included men, women, and children from all stripes of life. This also included the crew of the Mayflower. Only 41 of those people, though, were actually pilgrims. They were called the saints. The other people on the ship were called the strangers. The voyage took 66 days in which one person died and one person was born. On board the Mayflower, there were no bathrooms. There was no running water. This was not the Mayflower cruise ship. 
the passengers had to wear the same clothes for all 66 days. Can you imagine doing that? Wearing the same clothes, same underwear for 66 days. They rarely were allowed to go above deck because it was dangerous, so that means they did not get much fresh air. Many of the passengers were seasick, and that meant that the smell, because the pilgrims and the other passengers resided in what's called middle deck. There's lower deck, middle deck, and above deck. And many of them were seasick. And they say that the stench, can you imagine, the smell was absolutely overwhelming. Not not only were many of the passengers seasick, but many suffered from scurvy, hunger, cold, and wet. And when the pilgrims finally arrived in America almost 66 days later, the season was late. And because they were ill-prepared for winter, over half of them, almost half of them actually died that winter. But the pilgrims amazingly and astoundingly survived. And on that following fall of 1621, the governor of the pilgrims, William Bradford, he called for a three-day feast. And we now know this as the first Thanksgiving. Skip, can you put up the picture? Now hear me on this, because this is my point. The pilgrims had two options how to look at this. There's always two options. And the first option is they could view this thing negatively. They could have viewed this through a negative lens and they could have said, and they could have looked at it and they could have focused on how, how many people just died. They could have focused on the incredible hardships that they faced and they could have cried out, God, why? Why have you allowed this into our lives? Or the pilgrims could take a second view, a second path. They could choose to focus on the good God. They could choose to focus on the God who is giving them overwhelming grace to overcome. They could focus on the God who presented some Indians who were not hostile, but rather friendly and helped them. They could focus on the God who did provide enough shelter for them and some food. They could also thank God just for the fact that they were Saints. They could thank God that they knew that they had the great hope that someday they were going to see their loved ones who had passed on for all eternity. And I think you know what option the pilgrims chose. The pilgrims chose to be thankful. What would you choose? What would I choose? You know, one wise person said this, we do not always get what we ask for from God, but we always have reason to thank him. You know, one of my favorite comic strips is Peanuts. Skip, can you put up that picture? When I was a boy, I just loved Peanuts. Susan thinks I got a screw loose, but I don't know. I always thought the great pumpkin was going to show up in that pumpkin patch. I don't know. Anyhow, in this one particular peanut strip, there was, uh, it was just Thanksgiving Day, and can you imagine now, there in Charlie Brown's household, there, there was just this roast turkey, and the aroma was just filling the household, and, and Snoopy was outside, he was just laying on top of his doghouse, and uh, you know, he could smell the aroma of that roasted turkey, and he was thinking to himself, you know, it's Thanksgiving Day, and everybody gets to eat Thanksgiving turkey. And so there he was, he was actually on his stomach, he was looking at the back door, and he was so excited for Charlie Brown to come out with his Thanksgiving meal. Finally, the back door opens up, Charlie Brown comes out, and he's got the dog dish, and the dog dish is full of dog food. 
Charlie Brown lays it down. Snoopy gets off of the doghouse and he stares at the dog food. And, you know, he's kind of sad. And and, and, and Snoopy's thinking to himself, just because I'm a dog, I have to eat dog food on Thanksgiving. In the final panel, though, (coughs) you see Snoopy and he's kind of still looking at the dog food. (coughs) And then he thinks to himself, well, you know, there's one good thing about this. I could be the turkey. And then there's kind of smile on his face. And you know, there, no, I, I just want you to think about it. There is always something that we can be thankful to God for, whatever circumstance you find yourself in. And see, that is the challenge of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Paul is saying, I want you to be thankful in every circumstance that you find yourself in. It's a choice we can make. You can either choose to be thankful or you can choose that I am not going to be thankful. And I'll tell you, there is a lot at stake because, you know, we are fallen human beings. And you know what our default position is? Our default position is not to be thankful. In fact, Paul writes this in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. Skip, can you put that up? Yes, he says, they knew God speaking of us, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him, or even give him they wouldn't even give, so, so basically, here we have the creator of the universe and his creation will not thank him, the apostle Paul's telling us. Then Paul writes this to his disciple Timothy in his last book that he wrote. He wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting at verse 1, this. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, we're in the last days, there will be very difficult times. Now listen to this, for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. You know, that word ungrateful is interesting. It could be they have a sense of entitlement. They have a sense of entitlement. So, you see, when you have a sense of entitlement, then you're not grateful. And, you know, as I was looking at this, and, you, you, you know, you just can't help yourself, but you're just looking at this, you're going, wow. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums up Americans, doesn't it? I mean, that sums up this generation of people, you know, that we're looking at. And uh, I was, as I was doing a, a little study, I came across this guy by the name of Dr. Dale Robbins. Listen to what he writes now, because he writes these insightful words. I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. But I have come to realize they have problems because they complain. Complaining doesn't change anything or make a situation better. It amplifies frustration, spreads discontent and discord, and can invoke an invitation for the devil to cause havoc with our lives. In a word, complaining makes us miserable. Complaining makes us miserable. That is a very, very wise man. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 77, verse 3, I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. You know what wisdom is? Wisdom is that you realize right now that you make a decision. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop grousing. I'm going to stop whining. 
It just solves nothing. In fact, do you know that negativity, whining, complaining, belly aching, it's actually a stronghold in most of our lives. No, it's just a stronghold. It's just right up here and we're just used to immediately we look at something and we go to the negative. And the only way you're going to break that stronghold is, by the way, is if you're truly born again. Because why? You have the spirit of God in you and he will begin to give you a spirit of thanksgiving. And you can begin to just practice that instead of just saying, hey, that's a horrible meal you cooked, honey. It's burnt. Don't like it. You can say, wow, I can see you put a lot of time in that. Thank you. Thank you. I tell people, you know, if you had nothing to do with it and somebody did something for you, all you need to say is Thank you. See, we're going to start practicing. All we need to do is say thank you. Now, you know, I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, why should I thank God? Why should I thank God? And I'm going to give you two very good reasons why, two very powerful reasons why that we should thank God. First reason, first powerful reason. The first reason is it's because God is good. God is good. It says in Psalm 100 and verse 5, this, Skip, can you put it up? For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. The psalmist just flat out just tells us that God is good. So the truth is, is God is good, and God is good. I was a little weak. The truth is, God is good, and God is good. You know, and it's really true. But sometimes it's hard for us to believe that. In fact, we struggle because of some difficult circumstances sometimes that we're in, and our circumstance seems to say different. But I want to tell you something. You know, I started out this message by telling you the Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, the way you normally would hear it. But as Paul Harvey says, now I want to tell you the rest of the story, or I want to tell you the real story of Thanksgiving. The year was 1608, and it was a full decade before the pilgrims came and sailed to America and landed in what we now know as Plymouth, Massachusetts. And in the year 1608, a group of English traders led by Captain Hunt, they sailed into what is now Plymouth, Massachusetts. They got, they took a boat and they got onto the land. And there when they got onto the land, they were met by the Wampanoag Indians. And these Indians happened to be friendly. And they actually greeted them and the desire to trade with them. But unfortunately, Captain Hunt, he cruelly took them prisoner. He transports them to Spain and they are sold off as slaves. One of those Indians was named Squanto. Skip, can you put up this picture? Squanto now was bought by a monk. And the monk taught Squanto not only about Jesus, but about following Jesus. And through a series of circumstances that only God could orchestrate, 10 years later, Squanto finds himself going back to America on a ship. And he's, he, 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 you know, he's so excited that he's finally going to be united with his people. He's going to be united back with some of his family. And when he arrives in Massachusetts, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, he couldn't believe what he found. Because when he got there, there was nothing there. His entire village had been wiped out. There wasn't a soul alive. In fact, all he saw on the ground were bleached bones. And what had transpired is a few years previous, there had been an epidemic that completely wiped out his 
tribe and his family. Can you imagine what Squanto was thinking? God, I mean, he's just recently really become a Christian. And he, can you imagine him just crying out, God, why would you allow this to happen? I mean, you manipulated all of these circumstances, all these things. It's against all odds you allowed me to come back to my home. And now everybody's dead. And now everybody is gone. One year later, though, Squanto had his answer. A ship, or a shipload of English people, known as the Pilgrims, they arrived and they settled on the very land, Plymouth, Massachusetts, as we know it today, they settled on the very land that the Wampanoag Indians had settled on. And when the Pilgrims got off that ship, their situation was dire. They'd been on the ship for 66 days. Most of their supplies had run out. It was almost winter time. They were starving. They were sick. They needed a miracle. And can you believe it? This Indian was looking at them out of the woods. He finally, after observing them, comes out. He greets these pilgrims, these Puritans, and he greets them in English. I mean, he just blew their socks off. The pilgrim governor, William Bradford, would write in his diary this. Squanto became a special instrument sent of God for our good. He showed us how to plant corn, where to take fish, and to procure other commodities. He was also our pilot to bring us to unknown places for our profit. And he never left us until he died. And when Squanto lay there, dying of fever... Bradford wrote of his Indian friend. He desired the governor, that's Bradford, to pray for him and that he would go to the Englishman's God in heaven. Now, I mean, think about this. Who could have possibly, but the God of the universe, miraculously weaved together the lives of a Christian, heartbroken Indian and a struggling band of English, godly English settlers? Only God could have done it. You see, God truly is good. And when you think of the first Thanksgiving, what you're really thinking about and what you're really looking at is the goodness of God. In fact, while you're enjoying Thanksgiving dinner this Thursday and you're kind of eating your pumpkin pie, I challenge you just to talk to your friends or your other family members maybe who aren't Christian and tell them the real the real Thanksgiving story of how an incredibly good God sent a special Indian instrument and changed the entire course of American history. Isn't that something? You know, really what the first Thanksgiving is about is Romans 8.28. We all know that. And God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That was true of Squanto. But see, Squanto comes to Jesus. Many of you have come to Jesus, and initially it's pretty good. But then all of a sudden what happens? Life gets difficult, doesn't it? And Squanto, can you imagine how Squanto felt after traveling across the ocean, so excited to see his family, so excited to see his tribe, and they're wiped out completely? Now, that wouldn't seem like it's good, would it? It wouldn't seem like it's good. But see, we have to claim Romans 8.28 because it says we are, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, what, to thank God in some circumstances? 
see, you have to put into faith. I have to put into faith. Sometimes my circumstances aren't great right now. But I have to put into faith. I have to believe, God, you are working good in that circumstance. I can't see it, but you're doing it. See, I don't know what you're facing right now this morning. It's easy because Satan makes it so easy to plant lies in our heads and we begin to whine and grouse. And Squanto could have done that. Maybe he did. But you see, God is working in your circumstances. God is working in my circumstances right now. And he is creating good. He is creating good. And that's what we're thanking him for, by the way, in the circumstance. God, I thank you. I don't understand how. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I thank you that you are going to work good and you're going to create good. All right, secondly and finally. The other reason why we should thank God is because it's found in Psalm 92 in verses 1 and 2. Skip, can you put that up? It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. There was this pastor, and he told his congregation, there's a theory going around that if people don't smoke, don't drink, don't overeat, or engage in extramarital sex, they will live a lot longer. The problem is, the preacher said, we won't know for sure until somebody in the church actually tries it. (laughs) Seriously. You know what I think perhaps is our greatest sin in the church? It's the sin of ingratitude. It's not the ones just listed. It's the sin of ingratitude. This is a true story. There's an area in Mexico, and they have hot springs, and they have cold springs, and they're they're side by side. And because of this natural phenomena, many of the women will come out with their laundry. And they first put their laundry in the hot water, you know, boiling water, and they, they get their clothes clean. Then they rinse them off in the cold water. And there was a tourist, and he was watching this procedure, and it was interesting. And he said to his Mexican guy, he goes, I bet you the people think that God is just so generous to supply such ample and clean, hot and cold water. And the Mexican guy said, no, senor, there is much grumbling because he supplies no soap. <laughs> Did you know? that you're designed by God to thank him. No, did you know that you're designed by your creator? Whether you like it or not, he designed you, he designed me. And he designed us just to be thankful, to be grateful. In fact, if you whine and you complain and you grouse and you can just test this out, you know what it does? It just kind of shrivels your soul. Darkness just... You know what's true, what I'm saying. Darkness just enters in, negativity enters in, and you're unhappy. And by the way, not only are you unhappy, guess what about the people around you? No, you make them unhappy. So not only are, are you sinning, but you're causing other people to stumble and sin. I do, and I've done it. And, and, and there probably isn't a person in here that hasn't done it. But you know... When we begin to just thank God. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to ask you to try this experiment. It's thanksgiving. When you just begin to thank God. And you say, well, what do I have to be thankful for? Let me tell you what you have to be thankful for. Are you alive right now? No, you can just thank him that you're alive. Do you have any friends at all? By the way, if you're negative, you might not, okay? But 
Hopefully you do. So you can just thank him for, you have relationships. You can thank him for love. You can thank him that you have a roof over your head. You can thank him that you're going to go home and you're going to have food. Do you know what? You can thank him for something as simple. Something as simple as just sunshine on your face. You ever done that? But you know, if you're truly a believer, no, if you know Jesus Christ, not only are your sins forgiven, not only have you been empowered to live victoriously, but you know what? You know that the best is yet to come for you. I mean, you have the hope. You know that the best is yet to come for you. And when you just begin, no, when you just begin praising him, when you just begin thanking him, you unlock your soul and you unlock your soul because his light and his life just begins to flood into your soul. And it makes a difference. No matter what your circumstance is in, and I don't know what you're facing, but I want to play a song I've played before. I, I, I want to play it probably every six months. I dedicate this song because many of you know, to my wife, Susan, she's going in for surgery. She's, and I'm going to dedicate it to a little girl named Juliana, who's 11 year, or Juliana, who's 11 years old, and she needs a kidney. And, uh, you know, it can be a pretty scary thing. But it's, it's, so you may not see Susan for a while, and that's why. But, you know, Think of her circumstance. Think of this little girl. She's right now at the hospital, all right? And I want to dedicate this song to them. Something does just happen when you begin to thank them and when you begin to praise them, no matter what you're going through. And so tomorrow, as that surgery is going on, I'm just going to be thanking them. I'm going to be thanking them because God is in that circumstance. See, I know that. I'm not thanking him because I know any outcome, because I don't. I don't. That would be a lie. But I'm thanking him that I know that God is in that circumstance and that good things are going to happen because God is a good God. And can I finish this way with this challenge? I'm going to bring you back to the first Thanksgiving because I didn't tell you one part of it. As that first Thanksgiving started, do you know how it started? On their plates were just five grains of corn on each plate. Not only just the pilgrims, but the Indians were there. Five grains of corn. Anybody know why it was just five grains of corn? Because when they came that first winter, remember I told you the supplies were running out? They survived each one of them on five grains of corn. That's all they ate. Day in, day out, five grains grains of corn. And you know what blows my mind? They started out the first Thanksgiving and they were thanking God for his provision. No, they were thanking God for his provision of five grains of corn. One thing about the pilgrims, they didn't have much, but they were a grateful people. So I want to challenge you this Thanksgiving Start out with five grains of corn on your plate. Just to remind you of how it all got started, really. How America really got started. People surviving on five grains of corn. And then realize just how blessed you are and how blessed I am. And maybe you'll even go around the table after you tell that story. Because a lot of times, especially kids, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. Well, maybe... 
That'll be an attitude adjustment. And it will be special for them. And then you say a final prayer of thanksgiving. Now that will be a thanksgiving. That will be a thanksgiving. Lord, I just thank you for thanksgiving because if it does nothing else, it reminds us of one of the most powerful truths in the Bible. When we just praise you, when we just thank you, when we give you glory, our souls, our souls just soar and we're filled with your life. And I pray that for each and every person here. Maybe there's someone here this morning who doesn't know you. But they can just sense you now as they begin to open their heart up to you. You said, behold, I stand at the door and I just knock. And if anyone will open that door, I will come in. I will come in and have fellowship. I will sup with them. That's an eternal thanksgiving with the living God of the universe. I pray that's what we'll really experience this Thanksgiving. And I ask for this in your precious name. Amen. Hi, I'm Jeff Eckstein, one of the pastors here at Bethlehem Community Church. Welcome to our Sunday podcast, coming to you from the town of Bethlehem in upstate New York in the USA. Bethlehem Community Church is an independent, non-denominational, Bible-based evangelical church that includes people with backgrounds from many denominations. We believe that it is only through the love of the Father, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross, and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can come into a personal relationship with God. We are people truly seeking a deeper intimacy with God and with one another. If you'd like to know more about our church, please visit our website at www.bccdelmar.org. There you'll be able to find our statement of faith, as well as more about the ministry of Bethlehem Community Church, You'll also be able to submit prayer requests as we are called to pray with and for you. We also would love to hear your story and how you found our podcast and where you're listening from. So please visit our website and send us an email. Again, it's bccdelmar.org. That's bccdelmar.org. Thank you for joining us as we continue our pursuit of knowing God and making Him known.